straight out of the nation's capital. You're listening to Mornings with Mercy. Mornings with Mercy. Welcome back to another episode of Mornings with Mercy. Today, we have the realest of the DMV with us, Karina Grady. Welcome! Hey. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, this is going to be really exciting. She's just the realest, so she's going to give us a lot of good stuff today. But, as you know, before we get into the good good, we have our word of the day. So, our word of the day is quip. Have you ever heard of that word? No, I have not. I feel like I've heard of it, ra- like maybe like once or twice but then i read it again and i was like oh this kind of sounds like equipment but it's not yeah a quip is a clever remark or a witty or funny observation or a response so i feel like i have a lot of quips oh i think i do wilbur's got a lot of quips oh yeah (laughs) he's always got something (laughs) he like saves them up in his mind um so an example would be they traded quips over a beer so now that we have our cool new word of the day um, let's get right into it. So, do you remember how we first met? Oh my God, yeah, I do. <laughs> I will not forget about that day. <laughs> I so Karina is married to Wilbur, and <clears throat> we go to Law Society. It's like I love it. Now that we're older, I love a good day drink. Who doesn't? It's DC. Like we're brunching, we're day yes. drinking. Mimosas. And I had gotten there kind of late. I think I had like that sparkly jacket I love on. Yeah. Maybe. You definitely had a sparkly jacket. Yeah, I had a sparkly jacket. And I noticed that they both had like matching ch- chucks. Yeah, they were the Converse, the little ones with the hearts on it. Yeah. And we both they had them so on They were so cute. Yeah. They were still at the time engaged. And like the first thing Wilbur says to me is like, you're Colombian? You look <laughs> white. And I was just like, oh my God, like I've just met this man. I think I was like, you need to get your man, man. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to punch him. I was him. so embarrassed. And she was like, just do it. Honestly, like he's got it coming. I was so embarrassed for anyone out there who ever has met my husband. Wilbur, <laughs> sometimes he says whatever comes no to filter. his head. No filter. <laughs> he was like, did I not say that in my head? <laughs> oh my God. Um, but, and then it's fair to say that uh, we both love hookah and would prefer that maybe over drinking. Yes, definitely. So that might be an unpopular opinion, but we're always on the same page about hookah. If there's no hookah, don't invite me. I know. She, she was like, I know my husband called you white, but like, would you like a hookah? <laughs> I was like, say less. It's, it's fine. We've amended. Yes. Hookah's definitely my thing. Um, so you were on the same dance team as Diana and Bori. And I think that's why you guys were like out that day, maybe. So, yeah, I feel like I randomly came up to this table and was like, hey, I like your shoes. And you got hookah. I know. No, I definitely we met through Diana and, and Jay Lee's um, through the dance team. It was very interesting experience because, <laughs> mind you, salsa was definitely not something for me, but it was something new and something different. So. I was like, you know. But it was really cute. You guys would do, yeah. do the dance. And when we went to uh, PR together, you guys like did it on the beach. Oh, my God. I was and practicing. Then, yeah, practicing on the beach. And I was recording. And all of a sudden, they all like had like kicked in the air and like sand oh, came flying at me. And I was like, I quit. <laughs> I am no longer. You know what? Find somebody yeah. else to record. <laughs> I want my money back. Um, but yeah, I think Karina and I just quick. We clicked really quickly because we, I think we have like a similar mindset when it kind of just comes to being like real friends, loyal, honest, and like 
I mean, I know Wilbur's probably going to like end up tweeting me being like, I don't know. This is my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> he, he always has an opinion. Yeah. So then after after that, like first meeting me, you invited me to your bachelor bachelorette. Yes. And then like the rest was. It was history. It was history. Hookah history. So more about you. Where did you grow up? Are you a DMVer? Yes, I am a DMVer. I grew up in Maryland, Langley Park, <laughs> LP. Yeah, I grew up in the hood. <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up in um, Maryland, Langley Park uh, with my family. Definitely the hood. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say now that I live in Virginia, I don't miss it that much. But I definitely... My parents still live over there, so whenever I go over there, I, and I'm like, oh, my God, damn, this was my little hood, my neighborhood, and it's definitely different now from when I grew up, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, man, I grew up in the hood, just Love FYI. It. Love it. And then your parents immigrated to the States, right? Yeah, they and, did. And um, so I think you have an extremely, like, great work ethic, like, you're always, like, pushing to be better, you're always in school, you're always doing so I feel like you probably like learned a lot of that from your uh, dad um, like what other lessons would do have you taken away just like growing up from like because your parents came here and they didn't speak English right yeah no so my parents came from El Salvador um, pupusas. yeah pupusas um, yeah so they came from El Salvador and um, yeah they didn't know any English but my parents definitely were the type of people you know that they pushed themselves to learn English, whether it was through watching TV, those English, you know, TV shows, they would learn like that. And um, the thing I would learn both that I learned from both of my parents, definitely that they pushed on me was never to give up mm-hmm. and always to try to never settle for less, to always go above the expectation. Because sometimes we're like, OK, I can only do this, which we don't go above. We have. We don't go above and trying to figure out, like, okay, I can actually do way more than what I think right. I can. You know what I mean? Or if, so. like, somebody says no, like, I can actually. My mom always says that. She's like, if somebody tells you no, that just means find another way. Exactly. Yeah. Just don't be like, okay, take the no and that's it. No, right. you're going to find a way to get to where you're going to get to. Yeah. No, those are awesome, awesome lessons. And then um, both our families are super Catholic, so just growing up with more uh, – strict and religious parents Ugh. how did that how did that impact you I oh know for my like god myself sometimes growing up I was just like oh my god like this is just like the worst thing ever I'm being dragged to church <laughs> on a Sunday morning when everybody else gets to sleep in and yep. watch cartoons yep no for real that definitely my parents are definitely strict um religious people which is a good and bad thing mm-hmm. i see it now now that i'm older i feel like now that we're older maybe we like appreciate yeah we definitely appreciate it a lot yeah. more than we did back in the days yeah um my parents would go to church it would be thursday friday saturday and sunday so i would be in church a lot thursday would be like they would have like a group a youth group type mm-hmm. of thing so i would have to go to that Fridays would be like a group thing that they would do, a charismatic group that they did, yeah. and I would have to go to that. Um, Sundays, it would be the mass, and then on, no, Saturday would be mass, and then Sunday, it would be um, Sunday school. Oh. So, yeah, it was definitely, I was very involved in church. I was an altar server, mm-hmm. um, so I was definitely part of that. Then I became, once I got older, 
I remember the priest, once I turned, I think it was 18, he was like, all right, you're a little too old for this now, so <laughs> you got to find something else to do. Wow, even the church is <laughs> yeah. you They're like, I was like, damn, I like, thought you guys cute. You're too faithful. Yeah, we need another route for you. So after that, after the, being an altar server, I was a, uh, a lector, I read um at mass and then i sang at church oh my goodness yes you were the church yeah i was the church girl i'm telling you i was faithfully in church which was so back in the days of course i hated it because i was like oh my god my friends are going out right i don't know nothing of the clubs i didn't start going to clubs until i was 22 honestly that's probably better though yeah i, I think i had the same when i moved out here that's when i started yeah here. but and I, but the thing is, back then i was like oh my god i want to do I'm something else out, i'm yeah. missing out i'm over here being a goody two shoes <laughs> and everybody else is being you know doing their thing but honestly now i definitely appreciate it because mm -hmm. back in the days like you said we don't we don't see the bigger picture yeah, exactly and but i feel like when you kind of obviously our parents have a lot of wisdom they've gone through a lot of things um or they've just seen people go through a lot. So yeah. Like, obviously, they're trying to set us up. They're trying to help us, you know, yeah. not make these dumb mistakes we did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that kind of answers, like, the how has, like, your faith changed over the years? Because you still, I mean, we go to the club, but then we go to church the next day. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's definitely <laughs> how it is now. But, yeah, no, I try to keep, you know, keep that church, Sunday church. I definitely don't go like I used to go, like, from mm -hmm. Thursday to Sunday. But, uh. I just recently stopped teaching at Sunday classes. I, say, I remember one time we were in your car and you had all these like Sunday school posters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I recently, I think it was last year already, I had stopped. Um, mm -hmm. Just because now that I live in Virginia, the church I grew up in is definitely far for me. So yeah. um, I stopped doing Sunday classes. But honestly, I do kind of miss it because on yeah. giving back to these little kids, it's definitely, it, it feels really good. Yeah. And I think it, it helps them to hear it from somebody who's a little closer in age who kind of understands yeah what they're going through um but something that i love about i think i think it's hard with religion it's hard to find a really good church it's hard to find a good like priest but i think your priest just like just the way you've just talked about them and like him and that you guys can like talk to him and like you're so close yeah like that's i think just been awesome and probably a, a difference no it's definitely made a difference i have two priests that i definitely got like a good relationship with just because one they're i guess you can say kind of closer in age than mm -hmm. i am um and two they just understand like they make things a lot more understanding for someone you know for us yeah. our age you know we just grew up like, in a different yeah time. in a different time so that's definitely helped a lot yeah, that's awesome. so what um piece of advice looking back now would you give your younger self oh my god stay in church <laughs> 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 that would be one <laughs> definitely um one of the piece of advice there's so many i would give my younger self but honestly i think one of the advice i would try to give myself for back in the days would be um focusing more in my school stuff yeah and not giving so much of myself to like we'll talk about it later but boyfriends like right. you know temporary temporary things that weren't gonna be there forever mm -hmm. and then you just give all yourself and your whole time and energy to this person and instead of not you, you know instead like, don't get that back yeah you might learn a lesson but you don't get it back you don't get you definitely don't get that school <laughs> stuff back yeah you're like all right you failed <laughs> keep it going but yeah so i definitely would that would be an advice i would give my younger self 
All right, let's talk about your education. All so right. where did you go so to school? What did you study? All right, so I went to, for my undergrad, I went to Trinity Washington University. That's in D.C.? Yeah, okay. it's in D.C. Man, you've um, been in, like, all over the DMV. I've definitely been all over the DMV. I've been that DMV girl, <laughs> literally. But, yeah, so I went to Trinity Washington University. I did my undergrad there. I got my bachelor's in biology. So, wow. yeah. I used to want to be an orthopedic surgeon, so I did, like, the science program in high school, thank God, because I realized I hated science. <laughs> <laughs> I learned oh, real quick. That's so many people. It's crazy, honestly. Like, I remember starting my freshman year, and it was such a big group of, because it's an all-girl school, mind you. Okay. It's an all-girl Catholic, Catholic quote-unquote, school. <laughs> crazy Catholic. That's why my mom wanted me to go there, so <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to go here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I went there. Um... It was funny because my freshman year, you know, they have they separate everyone by their like what you're going to do, like science or all this different stuff. So I remember a group of us women. It was probably about over 100 of us girls going to get bachelor's in biology. Girl, that 100 dropped real (laughs) soon. It was like first week. Yeah. They were like, you know what? Science isn't for me. Yeah. But so like what made you want to pursue science? Did you like have a um program in high school or something where you got like some exposure or did like how did that happen um definitely my high school did not give me any exposure or anything i went to high point okay i went to high point high school in beltsville maryland yeah but it's definitely wasn't a school that gives you exposure like at Mm -hmm. other schools that have like tech and all this stuff um but that school definitely didn't have anything um (laughs) How I went into the science field was by, I remember, um, I think it was just interesting. I had a friend that was older than me. Um, she was in the science field and everything. So I, I, I always found it intriguing. Honestly, mm-hmm. in, uh, in high school, I really loved science, just period. And biology. Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I was a nerd. Um, so I wanted to just learn more. And I remember my mom helped me. Um, get like a I guess you can say quote-unquote internship mm-hmm. or actually shadowing a okay. physician assistant at so um, smart, yeah. yeah at Washington Adventist my mom definitely that was one thing I definitely appreciate from my mom she was the type of mom that always had us in something like yeah it's like no you're not about to be home doing nothing right. you're gonna be doing something so shadowing that physician assistant definitely opened my eyes to the field so I was like yeah this is it that's awesome. So at least you kind of like had a idea of what it would be like. Yeah. And awesome. Um, so do you think that college and everything you learned prepared you for the working world? Um, I feel like to a certain extent, honestly, I feel like college can definitely teach us a lot more about the working world or just in general, because I feel like in college or in school, they have you so hooked on the books mm-hmm. that it's not ha- more hands-on. You know right, what I it's mean? It's more theoretical exactly. than like practical. So I wish there was more like hands-on and actually like pushing you out to the real world mm-hmm. while you're in college, because that probably would have helped. Oh, so they just because you know like how nursing like they have what oh yeah pra- practicums pra- yeah something where no. they like actually spend like a semester or two like with so you guys don't No, we didn't have that probably they had that for like nursing students they have it but for us as a biology yeah makes sense what are you gonna do open people up yeah (laughs) so they're like you know and i feel like biology in general just 
has so many different branches you can go like you mm-hmm. know you can go different ways with it so yeah what uh, would you tell someone who's like considering going the biology route like would you have done anything differently would you have um maybe like not gone through something that was just like i shouldn't have taken this or um somebody who uh definitely wants to go into the science field is definitely not for the weak <laughs> <laughs> only the strong survive. only the strong ones survive <laughs> but um anyone can do it honestly if you put really your mindset and you like commit to something if you're really committed and this is what you want to do then go for it because i was the type of person that's like okay I'm going to do biology and I'm going to stick to it. Like there's nothing else I want to do and I'm going to just commit to it. Whether it is hard, because trust me, there were nights I wanted to just be like, I quit. Especially when it came to organic chem. Oh, uh, yeah. I think some of the girls on my team took organic chem. And I just remember they were just like crying. It was I mean, I used to cry about accounting, but. (laughs) Yeah, organic chem was definitely hell. Um, But. Yeah, if anyone ever, that's the field they want to go to. And I honestly just say, like, make sure you're committed and you stay, you know, headstrong and you can get it done. Some good advice. So what did you do to separate yourself from, like, the rest of your, the people in your class? I know you said you shadowed to kind of see that's what you wanted to do. But did you, like, internships or partake in clubs or something like that? Yeah, so definitely um, me and a couple other two girls we actually opened like we started a club okay yeah we definitely started a club at trinity washington university and mind you it's still there uh oh, so it's it was like, oh gee yeah um, founding f- uh what are they called founding the founders <laughs> of this club but yeah Show some respect <laughs> um so because we just saw that they didn't have like we saw that you know what like like you just mentioned you know if but for those little girls that want to go into the science field, like empower, mm-hmm. we were like, we need a club to ha- like empower ourselves to keep going. So yeah. we were like, you know what? Let's just try and to figure out a way. Cool. Yeah. Science can be fun. Second, science can be fun. So yeah, we made a club. It was called Ladies First. Oh, so, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. It was a math and science club. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we. Oh my gosh. I have to tell my mom that because she loves math. She'd yeah. be all about that. She's yeah. always like math is the best. I'm oh like, my God. said nobody ever. Oh my God. Yeah. Definitely. Aww. I did like math too up to us to calc. <laughs> then I stopped. I was like, yeah. And then I broke up with it. And then I was like, yeah, I'll <laughs> drop you here. <laughs> um, you went back to school when you got your master's. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that's necessary in your field to get ahead? Like what's the benefit of getting a master's? Um, yeah, so I got my master's. You got goals. Uh, yeah, girl. You I got just, goals. We just got to keep going up loans. the steps. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of student loans, yes. <laughs> I'm definitely putting myself in so much debt. But like they say, it's all at the end. We don't see it right now, but it'll be worth yeah. it. So, I, um, so, yeah, I just recently um, got my master's. I believe it was last year or the year before that. Yeah, I think that, so. Yeah, I think it was the year before that. Yeah, because I was planning my wedding during that yeah. time yeah so I got my master's in um, medical science of public health so it's the research route it definitely does help me not be ahead of the game mm-hmm. like I would say but it's definitely I would say if anyone wants to like pursue and keep going up it definitely helps like when you're applying to places they're definitely seeing if you have a master's now yeah. so um it just gives you an advantage and it just puts more on you 
to stand out. You know what I mean? When you're also applying to jobs, it just, mm-hmm. you stand out more. So. Awesome. And how did you balance working full time, going to school and you were planning your wedding? Yeah, girl. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how either. Cause we even <laughs> like, we went to PR and then like literally on a weekend, we also went to Kleinfield in New York yeah. to like try on dresses, to, try on dresses. to do your dress fitting. But yeah. So how did you balance because those are like three like major things. Usually some people just have to balance, you know, like work mm-hmm. um, and planning a wedding, but not like a master's degree. Yeah. Oh, girl. I don't know how I did it, honestly. I blacked um, out. I don't know what I, I'm pretty sure I did a lot of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it, I think it just helps to have a good support system when you're, because doing all those three things definitely was very tough um because you know working full-time making sure that you're doing having good grades and then planning a wedding um it was definitely a struggle but having I had a support system from my family you know from Mm -hmm. friends and so that just definitely helped me a lot because if not I probably would have I mean you still made time to like have fun yeah Cause that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Like you were still in the midst of that. I just feel like I, I feel like in general, you just have to have that balance. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're just like f- stuck on doing one thing and just focusing, it's good to focus on it, but you just have to have something on the outside. And then you're like crash and burn. Exactly. And crash then. and burn. Cause during that time is when we were on the dance team too. So that helped a lot too. <laughs> yeah, girl. We just keep adding things to your plan. I know, right? I don't know how I'm here. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> I made it. Um, no, that's awesome. So now we're in the working world, which is like the ultimate question. So like, what do you do? Yeah. And you got to dumb it down for pe- like for me. Um, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. She does. She, I always say cancer research. I'm like, she's in science. <laughs> she does something in she science. Does, I know. She does something it's okay. It's, it's, it's everyone asks. My mom asks me that all the time. Wait, so how am I supposed to tell people what you do? I'm like, mom, I'm a clinical research coordinator. I deal with patients and cancer um so that's what i do i work at recently i just got a new job i work at virginia cancer specialist now it's still the same field um research oncology so it's cancer Mm -hmm. patients but now it's um cancer patients and everything like lung breast Mm -hmm. all of it so that that has to be pretty it's tough no. It's definitely tough, yeah. You're, you're seeing people who are probably maybe like in remi- in remission, or no, they have. So basically, these are any patients stages of cancer. Well, this the the where I am now. It's basically patients that this is their last resort. Oh wow! So it's definitely. So how do you like? I mean, it's a lot. To, you know, like you talk about like social workers who you used to see things that you can't even help with, like kids and families, yeah. um, even like family lawyers like it's so much to take on so how do you you know like come home and I mean you're seeing people yeah like basically like I was telling I remember when I first started um I was shadowing and training at that time and I remember I had gone with one of the train um the person that was training me we had seen the patient that one day and two weeks later the patient had passed away and I was like oh my god yeah. This place here is a lot like these patients are a lot more sick. So the way I feel like the way I deal with it, honestly, is just I come home. I probably talk about it with my husband. I don't put no PHI out there. So <laughs> but I talk about it with him and I just, you know, just let it flow. Because definitely at, 
on the job site, you can definitely not show emotions. Right. You have to make sure. Oh, my sure gosh. I would be a mess. I yeah. Forget makeup. <laughs> I'm just coming in, like, with a tear-stained <laughs> face. Yeah, no, you definitely cannot have. They, that's the thing they tell us. Like, you have to. It's a poker face. Like, you got to make sure you're, like, straight up with the patient. Right. Like, like, no ounce of hope. Yeah, like, you have to just make sure you're straight up with them. And, you know, yeah, you give them that um, hope because they need it. But most of these patients already know, like, yeah. you know, this is my last resort. Let's let's do the last fight together. And yeah. And, you know, would you say like a majority of your patients, like, are they like same age or just like any age? They're a variety. Yeah, they're a variety of ages. Mostly where I am now, it's a little older mm-hmm. patient, a lot older patients. Um, but it's a variety of it. Do you would you say school prepared you for this at all? No. Or <laughs> <laughs> school did not yeah. prepare me for the oh, that's what i'm telling I mean, you like, like the real world for them though like would there be a way because this is kind of like a specific field job career mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know if there would be a way for them to yeah i don't think right? there is a way for them to even prepare you for this because like i said the science field you can just go through so many routes mm-hmm. and like you know i could have gone the doctor route but i feel like okay yeah, doctors, you know, everyone sees them as gods and stuff. But there's the behind those doctors is the research. You right. know what I mean? So it's like being part of the this research and like helping find out these drugs to help these patients at least live a little longer. Mm-hmm. It's definitely rewarding. Yeah. So you would say it's a rewarding like career field. Yeah, definitely. It's a rewarding career field. It's definitely tough. But it's rewarding to help just, you know, being that person, letting these patients know, okay, you know what, we're going to fight this together. Like, I'm here for you. Like, we'll get through this together. So, I know. Um, So more on a not so somber note, but what is there like a lot of opportunity for growth in this field or because I can imagine that probably if you're doing this for a while, like. I mean, I think it's just natural for that to take a toll and like maybe you're like ready to kind of maybe not be so patient facing. Yeah. Like move up the up the ladder. Yeah. Definitely. There is a lot of growth. Um, I feel like especially if you want to see where do you want to go, if you want to go the doctor route after like dealing with patients. Yeah. You want to go. You want to be a yeah, I want to be a physician right. assistant. So definitely this new job is definitely helping me just because I am growing a lot. I'm learning mm-hmm. a lot, way more than I was learning at my other job just because I feel like it's more hands-on. Like, yeah. you got to be on your toes. You got to, you know, mm-hmm. if a patient's having a chemotherapy reaction, okay, what what do you got to do? Like, you got to be quick to know, okay, this patient's having this reaction. What do you do? So you make decisions? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So I wow. make the decisions, but honestly, it's a decision that you have to think about it, but also let the doctors know. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, this patient such and such is having a reaction. I think we should do this. What do you think? Like, let the right. doctor know. And but. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, it definitely, it helps me grow. It helps me also build confidence within yeah. myself because I can definitely overthink things and I second yeah, doubt over- myself. I'm yeah. I'm an overthinker. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's definitely scary, but I think, I mean, I think it's really impressive that you, you're the one telling doctors, like, this is what I think, like, what do you think? You mm, know? Exactly. 
That's really awesome. Um, so Latinas in science are there? Are there a lot of us? Are there? Is there like a push? Oh. A push to have the the best women in the world. I know, right? <laughs> um, it's sadly on the forefront. Not enough of us. It's really sad that there is not a lot of us Latinas in the science field. I don't understand why. Yeah, I think say, it's why also. Do you think it is? I feel like it could be fear, you know, because sometimes I just feel like because it gets tough. Mm-hmm. So like I tell you, me personally, I overthink things and I second guess myself because I didn't even want to go. I, I know I wanted to do physician assistant. That's the route I want to go. But then I second guess myself because I'm like, oh, my God, am I actually worthy or can I actually do this? You know, because right, yeah. it's, it's just a lot of responsibility. So I feel like maybe that can be a reason why there's not a lot of us. But I'm hoping, you know, there's more of us out there mm-hmm. to go this route because it is, like I said, rewarding to do this stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what would you say, I guess, are like the biggest struggles you face? Would it would would it be seeing patients and then like the next week they're not there or the hours or um, th- one of the, yeah. So the struggle will be, you know, seeing the patients one week and then a couple of weeks after the patients pass away. That's definitely a struggle just because. You know, in the moment, like they say, you have to have a poker face on, but you do get you do get that connection yeah. with the patients because these patients are amazing. They're so loving. And I think what also is rewarding about working in this field is that these patients are so sick that it makes me realize, damn, I take my life for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, these patients are really sick, but they can still put a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like. They're not like, oh, complain. Yeah, some of them complain, of course, but it's reasonable. But me, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I, I take my life way too Right. I was just granted. thinking about this the other day where there's sometimes I'm just like, you know, like laying in bed and I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? And then um, I just I like kind of snap out of it because I'm like, Mercedes, somebody is super sick. Someone is mm-hmm. in a hospital bed. Somebody is like maybe even in hospice at home just trying to be comfortable until they pass. Yep. They could be the same age as me. They could be older or whatever. But I'm like, they would like kill or do anything just to be able to have like a healthy body Mm -hmm. or to be able to have, I mean, like God forbid, knock on wood, anything else happens to me. But like, you know, like I'm not expecting to like drop anytime soon, but you know, like it it, it does put, it puts puts life into perspective. Definitely for myself. Um, so you, you did touch on this before that you had started a new job um how did you know it was time to leave your old job I think I mean it's tough because at least for me I've only ever had one other job and you just work with these people all the time so you do form like like my old boss was like an older brother to me um with everything with my dog happening he still you know he reached out to me he's always checking on me um I think it's that was like the tougher part yeah I don't care about this job but like I was like in tears when I (laughs) quit so but how did you know that it was kind of like time to leave to leave yeah um so before this job I worked at um Inova hospital um all the DMVers will know what that uh, is yeah (laughs) big hospital big known hospital they don't know the secrets but (laughs) that's another topic (laughs) um but I knew it was time to leave just because like you know you always want room to grow. Right. So if you, me personally, I'm the type of person, I'm like, okay, I'll s- I'm going to do this job. You know, at every job, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start somewhere and then grow from there. But you always have to know what you're worth as well, too. Because I would just saw that I wasn't growing and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can't just be 
here and not growing. I want to grow. That was one thing. I just didn't see any room for growth at that place. And then. So adult of you. <laughs> Thanks. And then the other thing was a toxic environment that I have I have never experienced in my life before. Mm-hmm. But this last job I had, man, I never thought that that even existed, honestly, like t- the toxicity at a at a workplace. So it does really make a difference. Yeah, it really does. It really plays a toll on a job because you are doing kind of like the same thing, but just like the environment. Yeah. So the environment at this new place is definitely a lot different. It's a lot. It's no competition. It's like everyone's on willing. Page. Yeah, everyone's on the same page and everyone's willing to help you. That's awesome. What advice would you give for someone who is maybe like unhappy at work or afraid of leaving or, you know, like I think we do kind of get comfortable sometimes yep. and you kind of look, but you're just so miserable. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, we don't really have much time on this earth yeah. to like, in my opinion, be miserable. Exactly. <laughs> Especially no, if don't. you're going to like, we spend a majority of our time at work. So what advice would you give to someone who's like needs to if leave, he, but can't? Yeah. Um, I definitely would be like, you know what? Take that risk. In life, you just have to take that risk. Because honestly, I was like that. I was very iffy of leaving this other job. Because the hardest part for me to leave the other job was the doctors. Mm -hmm. Because I work with breast doctors, breast oncology doctors. And I am telling you, they were such amazing and powerful, like, women doctors. I was just amazed. Because I wanted to learn from them. So I was like, oh, I actually have to leave this place but it's so hard because i really want to form this connection with them Mm -hmm. but you know sometimes you just have to be selfish and think about yourself and right it's like your career yeah so no definitely if anyone's scared out there to leave or you know there's there's always that fear but you just have to take risk in life because we like you said we don't have that much time we don't know how much more time we have in this world What advice would you give someone who's, like, looking to go into your career field? Um, I would definitely say get a lot of experience. If they're, like, just starting to figure out what they want to do, um, getting experience and shadowing and stuff is definitely helpful. Um, and just doing research and background. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I really want to be a doctor. or I really," But then there's some people that just, it doesn't naturally come out of them mm-hmm. that they can work with patients. You know what I mean? Right. And you can't really, you could probably work on it, but sometimes yeah. it's harder to like teach social skills. Exactly. Than like the book skills. Mm-hmm. That is tough. Um, all right. So we've got work, we've got school. What do you do for fun? What are your passions? Oh my God. Well, what I used to do for fun was the dancing. <laughs> explain yeah for people who don't know explain so the dancing was um that dance group we had it was a salsa dance group and the i had just started and i was so mad because i was like oh my god i just started this thing i want to like i wanted to grow and learn more salsa um but that was like a hobby thing that i really enjoyed doing so now honestly i can say Damn, what do I like doing? You, do so, you like to go to the islands. You like to travel. Yeah, I like to travel. I definitely, you, for this concerts, year, yeah. I feel like we go to a lot of concerts. concerts. Yeah, we definitely, that's my mood and goal this year. The year 2022, more concerts, more traveling. That's definitely the goal. Now, what do you wish you had more time for? <sighs> I wish I had more time. I feel like sometimes I don't have enough time for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're always Wilbur out for I know right? 
I feel like in this, I just, in general, in the world, I feel like we're just always on this time and going and mm -hmm. just like, we're never in like, okay, hold up. Let me pause for a minute. Like, we're just always on the go. So I definitely wish I had more time for myself. Um, let's talk about friendships. One thing that I have always admired about you is that you're just, you're, you're real. You just kind of call it like it is like, no, like drama. You're, you're not out to hurt anybody. You just, you know, and confrontation can be really hard, especially yeah. with close friends. So what are your thoughts on like outgrowing friendships or maybe like, you know, kind of ending friendships that aren't what they used to be or like aren't. You know, some friendships were like great for the time, yeah, but maybe not now. Or, um, I've I'm a big proponent of like sometimes friendships just need breaks, like mm -hmm. relationships. So, like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh my God, this is a really <laughs> this interesting be a whole topic. Chapter. This is a whole chapter. Um, honestly, well, you know, I just recently, not recently, but a couple years, probably two years now, I went I went through like a friendship breakup, um, with one of my good friends that you know we went to college together we literally did undergrad together and we did um our master's together and um oh, I didn't know she did your master's yeah we did our master's together um we did we would do everything like literally that person was just like a sister to me my family saw her as a, a part of you know part of the family too so just dealing with that whole friendship breakup honestly I feel like a friendship breakup is a lot harder right than a boyfriend breakup it's tough to say that, but it's just because with that friend, you go through so much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this was and your... And girls, like, get each other. Yeah. Like, guys, it's just like, what am I going to say? She gets a new best friend, and it's like, she's ugly. Like, I like, know. Like, how you would say <laughs> for a guy. Exactly. No. I mean, they usually are ug ugly after me, but it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, no, definitely. A friendship breakup is definitely hard. That was definitely, mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm That friendship breakup was definitely hard on me um but hey you just grow from it honestly i feel like sometimes we don't understand it in the moment but sometimes there are people come and go in out of our lives for a reason they come to your life to teach you something and then you know they go and it's just like sometimes you outgrow because honestly i learned that okay maybe we out we out we are outgrowing each other mm -hmm. like you know we're just on different pages and maybe it was time for us to like go our separate ways and it's hard but that's just that's how life is yeah and what about um like making adult friends or like you know new friends that i think a lot of people meet people at work or especially being from the dmv people just have friends from like high school that have all like kind of moved closer to the city mm -hmm. so how do you make friends in the real world uh Honestly, the way I make friends now, I feel like I do. You like hookah? I like hookah. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> what do you like to do? If you're a hookah person, you could be my friend. But Have you heard of Bad Bunny? <laughs> if we had the same interests, you could be my friend. Are you an Aquarius? Oh, okay, then I, I, I'll get along with you. Watch out for the Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, the way I make friends now, I feel like I learned since I've gone through so much. I feel like just being yourself and being real is the way you're going to make real friendships because mm -hmm. I've learned that you can't sugarcoat stuff with people. If you're having friendships that are, you know, that are real and they're there for the lifetime, those people aren't going to take, take things that you say in a wrong way. Like they'll take the criticism and like, you know, try to understand it and communicate with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you have to sugarcoat stuff with a friend, then 
that's not a friendship. Right. Or if you can't tell somebody. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're not so direct, but if you can't tell somebody like, hey, like I see this, like I just want to let you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. If you can't do that. Yeah. yeah, You better cut that. Cut it off. (laughs) You need to cut Cut it. it. (laughs) Um, All right. I think one thing everybody can kind of relate to in the DMV is finding love in the DMV. Uh. (laughs) It is far and few between, (laughs) but you somehow did it. So how did you do it? I'm honestly, so I'm at Karina and Wilbur's now and I'm just like waiting for Wilbur to like hear his cue and just (laughs) run out here. I heard my name. It's my my turn. It's my time to shine. (laughs) Oh, he would love it. Um, But like, how did you do it? How did you, and we'll start from the beginning. How did you guys meet? Ugh so funny um the way we met so goes back to 2016 it goes down in the dms <laughs> it literally was down in the dms so the way we met was i was in the moment i think i was with some guy on a date or something and the guy was just had me bored out of my mind man it, i was just so and if bored you know Karina, you know she cannot she, she you don't like hide your no, I am terrible at hiding my facial expression. <laughs> so this guy was probably like, oh, my God, this girl's bored. What can I do? Oh, my goodness. He, it was <laughs> just so I was just so bored. And I was like, you know what? Let me just get on my phone. And I was just scrolling <laughs> down. Mind you, I didn't even know I had Wilbur on my Instagram. That's kind of weird to me. I was like, damn, I should really. I honestly think Facebook just like puts like ads people. Yeah. Because I remember I don't I don't have it now. But when I got it, when I was working, um, bottle service i had it for a little bit um to like promote whatever um but i had like random people that i'm like i've never added this person exactly to. i don't know like why we're friends and it was like weird people very uh, weird people. yeah no t- trust me so i was i was scrolling down on my instagram and then you know me scrolling down and then i saw his he had a video up i think he was out that night i think it was a wednesday night if i can recall well it was a he was out and I saw a video. He was like showing off his new haircut. You know, Wilbur is such a show off. <laughs> so he was showing off his new haircut. I was trying to keep scrolling. But it wouldn't go but away. But my finger ta- uh, double tapped on the video. The long nails. <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, so I double tapped on the video and I was like, fuck. And I was the first person to like it. Yeah, so definitely. First like. <laughs> So I guess he got so excited that someone liked this video. <laughs> and uh, She wants me. Uh, yeah, she really wants me. So then he went on my page, on my Instagram page, and he started liking some of my pictures from like... Stalker. Yeah. So we would go back and forth liking <laughs> pictures, and then he DM'd me. If he comes out right now, he's going to be like, that was not it. I know. Yeah, I you like hit me up first. Exactly but I got receipts. He DM'd me. <laughs> so I remember he had used... I don't know if you remember back in the days we used to do like throwbacks Like you would show your uh, younger picture of yourself and then like the glow up. Yeah, yeah, the glow up. So I remember I had one of those on my page and he DM'd me with that picture. Oh, my God. And probably he, like, damn, girl, you really glowed up. <laughs> girl, he was like, oh, you really got you really got better with an age. And I was like, excuse me. I was like, oh my god. That's such a Wilbur thing. Yeah. To say. Like he thinks it's a compliment. Yeah, he thinks it's a compliment. Wilbur's <laughs> just terrible at com- compliments. Meanwhile, you're like, I've been pretty my whole life. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, we DM'd, we talked on there. And I remember that Friday, um, me and my girls, my best friend is Dominican. So we were going to go to like Dominican Independence. They were having a Cuba mm-hmm. Libre. 
So I guess he was going to go too. I'm and surprised. Yeah. Wilbur was always, if anyone knew, Wilbur was always at Cuba Libre. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to Cuba Libre. You want to meet there? And he was like, yeah. I was like, just FYI. I was like, I'm going with my girls. So just letting you know. So we met at Cuba. Um, he, to this day, says that I was trying to ignore him. So he was like, I remember he told me that he told his friend, you know what? That girl is not even paying attention to me. Like, I don't, fuck this. Like, I don't even want to talk to her. And I was like, I told you I'm with my girls. Like, right. So then he had invited me over for a drink and we were drinking. I got really lit that night. When don't I ever? But <laughs> I got lit. Um, then me and my friends, went. I remember I went to we went to IHOP after and I had hit him up and I was like, hey, like, you know, do you want to come by? Like, mind you, he lives in Virginia. So mm-hmm. he drove all the way away from Virginia to come meet me at the IHOP by Maryland. And he took me home. And yeah, that's when I was like, damn, he just wants some. That's (laughs) what he probably wanted. But he took me home. He was a really good guy. And I noticed that from the jump. And yeah, then from there, we just started talking. And girl, the rest is history. Uh, What is your um, biggest dating advice? My biggest dating advice that I even give my friends now is definitely don't go looking looking for something like let things happen on their own because I feel like that's how the me and Wilbur happen because mm-hmm. honestly my mindset wasn't oh my god I want to make him my boyfriend like this is right. my relationship just from the jump start I was like you know what I'm gonna talk to him see where get things a free go. drink get free drinks <laughs> hey who doesn't like free shit <laughs> but um just talking to him and like just having the mindset of okay let's build a friendship and see Mm -hmm. where it goes but my mindset wasn't oh my god i need a relationship so my advice definitely would be like just don't force anything like let things happen naturally i know it's easier said than done trust me because i've been there i know but it it does happen in the unexpected way because trust me my parents still my dad still makes fun of me till this day and is like oh look you married a Salvadorian. Remember, you didn't want to. You didn't want to marry. I did not want to marry a Salvadorian. <laughs> I wanted to end up with someone from the island, either Dominican or Puerto Rican. Toxicity. <laughs> I wanted toxic. <laughs> I wanted toxic in my life, but I end up with you know. I am the toxic. <laughs> I am the toxic <laughs> one, but yeah. So I ended up with a good guy, honestly, and I just yeah. never thought it would no. happen like that. We love Wilbur. Um. What were your biggest fears in becoming a wife? My biggest fear of becoming a wife, I would say, like, just leaving old habits. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes when you go through a lot, even if me personally, I went through a toxic relationship before Wilbur. So up to this day, I'm not going to lie. I still have those bad habits of guarding myself Mm -hmm. and like any little small thing that ticks me off I go from zero to 100 real quick so like just becoming a wife you gotta just change your whole perspective because mm-hmm. it's not about you anymore you're stuck with this person forever. yeah you're stuck with this person forever and it's like you gotta you gotta figure it out like you can't just be like all right you know what goodbye no nope. right it's like you oh, got- crap you're still here when I come yeah home. <laughs> you're still here when I come home um why do you think it's so difficult for you know, both guys and girls just to like find a good partner these days, even though I think guys are usually the issue. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that the, the difficulty of finding that one person is because 
what I had to learn with myself is like if you don't love yourself and you don't see your worth and what you what you need, you're not going to find that person. Yeah. yeah. In order for you to literally be in a good relationship, mind you, nothing is ever perfect. Everything. When you're living with someone, when you marry someone, you're still learning about them every day. Mm -hmm. Like just because you're married to the person, that doesn't mean you know everything about them. So I'm still learning crazy things about my husband but it's like you gotta understand like okay even in a relationship or even thinking okay could this be the one would be you thinking to yourself all right could this be the person i can literally be like all right he annoys the living crap out of me but at the end of the day i still love him you know what i mean so definitely that's something that's just so difficult now in this generation because I feel like a lot of people don't have self-love for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they, I'm like, how can you really like be in a relationship or try to find someone if you don't love yourself first? No, that is, I always thought when people, um, and even just like, I just learned this is like, like past year when people would say, oh, if you don't love yourself, like you can't love anybody else. I'm like, whatever, like it's very cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm very bad with my words and a lot of it is cause I just think, oh, like that's like a cheesy harmo- hallmark yeah. like quote. But I, like, truly learned, like, this past year that, like, somebody who doesn't truly love themselves. And, like, there are days that I'm, like, self-conscious. Yeah. But, like, someone who just doesn't even, like, like them for them. Like, you can't love somebody else. Exactly. Unconditionally. Incom- like, there is just, there's no room for anybody else but yourself. Exactly. Really. But if you can't love yourself, like, how can you, like, see all these amazing things about somebody About somebody else, else. yeah. How can you... If you can't, like, love and forgive yourself, how can you just kind of, like, show up for somebody Mm -hmm. else on a day-to-day basis? Exactly. Um, So what were the signs? Like, did you see any signs that Wilbur showed that, like, when you were dating that you were just, like, oh, like, he's always going to show up for the... Like, that's so that's always my biggest fear. I think I've never... I always I, I like to think I always show up for people or like I always show up when I meet it or like even in a relationship I always show up but like one of my biggest fears is like one day someone's just like not gonna show up so yeah. like what were the signs because you guys I mean marriage isn't easy and you're mm-hmm. always being really real with like us and the girls that just like it's like a con- like you're working on it all the time yeah um so what were like signs that like it might be like tough but that will bear like it was like worth worth still working. sticking sticking through it <laughs> um worth coming home yeah to. honestly wilbur has i don't say this a lot because i don't like showing my emotions but if he's he gonna heard, play this on repeat. if he heard this right now wilbur is a great person wilbur um definitely has a lot of qualities this is so c- even cliche to say but honestly now that i s- i'm married now you never really think that, you know how they people say, oh, try to marry someone that's similar to your dad or similar. Yeah. Wilbur has a lot of qualities that are similar to my dad, meaning he's very patient. Um, don't have him come out. He's very <laughs> patient. He's very understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, he is h- really humble. So especially the patient part with me is what caught my attention because I am not going to lie. I am difficult as fuck. (laughs) I am very difficult just because I just have that guard and I'm always on defensive mode just Mm -hmm. because I've been through so much crap. Fight or flight. Yeah, exactly. But Wilbur is just so patient with me and it's just like that's so hard to find nowadays, 
is like there's so many guys and girls that are not patient because I'm not patient. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely or it's not like the patient. the second that it's like not quote unquote easy or fun, it's like I'm out. Yeah, exactly. They just find the easy way out. But he is willing to like, you know, talk about it and like keep like whenever we have arguments, I'm the type of person I'm like, OK, you know, we argue. I'm going to sleep. I don't even want to talk to you. He's the type of person that's like. No, I let's we can't go to bed. We can't go to bed. Exactly. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, no. Wilbur is up all night thinking about it. Exactly. So Wilbur is that type. Wilbur will not go to bed unless we talk about it. And he doesn't like going to bed mad. So it's like seeing those little qualities into that significant other is definitely good to have because it's like it's a balance. You Mm -hmm. know, Wilbur and I definitely is the yin to my yang. So he is definitely my balance. He has qualities that I need to work on that he has and I'm pretty sure I have qualities that (laughs) he doesn't have that he needs to work on but that's a whole different story that's awesome so you guys recently moved out on your own you were living with your in-laws which I think is very common Um, a lot of people it's a great way to save money yeah um but I'm sure that was really hard at times so how was you know moving out on because you've always lived with like family mm-hmm. or significant other so how was like moving out on your own with your like husband oh i feel like God. you come home and it's like wait you who are you like <laughs> <laughs> there's Girl. a random man in my house <laughs> who are you no honestly it's amazing it's honestly a great thing i feel like like you said yeah there's nothing wrong with living with your in-laws once you get married just to save money but it gets to the point where you just want that privacy you know you want privacy you just want your own little spot your little mm-hmm. space and you know come home and just you know be you too um it's definitely i love it i'm not gonna lie i love peace and how you know quiet. it's just quiet it is um but yeah no i definitely love it and how did you get wilbur to cook and clean <laughs> Oh my goodness! Honestly, no. It should be how does how's Wilbur gonna <laughs> get me to cook and clean? No lie, no, um, they had a uh, what was it Christmas part? No, this was for Thanksgiving. I think you guys did like a potluck. You did something, yeah. And you were like, um, I, I texted you like a couple hours before, and you were like, I don't know, girl. Like Wilbur needs to clean, and then like everybody can come over, and <laughs> it wasn't like we are cleaning. It's like Wilbur needs yeah. to get this done. No. <laughs> Honestly, that's you know what? That's actually another thing I noticed about Wilbur when I first met him, too. When I first had gone over to his place when we were, like, dating, I noticed how clean he was. And that's very rare for a guy. That's very rare for a guy. Yeah. So, girl, when I saw that, I was like, "Mm -mm, I got to keep this one (laughs) because I am messy. Um, I try to keep it clean as as I can because it's just, like, you know, work and stuff. Sometimes I come home and I'm tired. But Wilbur, he's a neat freak and i it's a good and bad thing but he does it he does it and i i love it i would it it should be like how is he gonna get me to cook and clean girl i love we come over and wilbur's like look i did i cleaned up this place did all this put a coaster on my table girl he even he washes sometimes he washes my clothes and he folds it for me man girl you live the dream (laughs) (laughs) um so it can be really, it can also be really hard, obviously, to like fuse a family when you get married and different personalities. How do you handle balancing the family that like you two have created as well as like your own families? Um, it's definitely difficult just because, um, you know, I grew up different 
way than he grew up. So that was definitely a challenge at the beginning for me, myself, and I, because I was just like, you know, my parents are very religious, and his parents are very chill. You've met them. Mm-hmm. I love his parents. His oh, parents they're are, the yeah, they're, so, they're so amazing. They're very cute. They're very, like, chill, and they love living life, you know? And I never saw that in my parents. So I'm like, oh, my God, I really like this. Um, so meshing the two families was definitely very scary because my parents do not drink and you know his parents do which is not a bad thing Mm -hmm. but it was just like hard because i was like oh my god i don't want no problems or anything like that so to balance it honestly it's like they'll get along in public settings but if they're just different you know they'll just stay cordial there's no need for them to come together like let's say for christmas or any put the two families together we'll just go our own separate ways which Mm -hmm. is a challenge i'm not gonna lie but hey you gotta keep the peace somehow um so what are your marriage secrets how do you guys keep each other happy how do you stay happy oh definitely i would say to stay happy in a marriage um i think it's weird to say this but people (laughs) will probably not agree with me but to keep my marriage happy (laughs) um you kind of sometimes need that time away. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like to be your, to be your own self. But yeah. I'm honestly, yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like you're I dating. If you don't have your own life, it's like, I can't be all you have. Exactly. Cause of. it's like, you depend on that person. Like you, mm-hmm. your world is around that person, but sometimes that you can lose your identity within that relationship. Cause you're like, Oh my God, I'm just always stuck with this person who am I like what do I what can I do outside of this relationship Mm -hmm. so to keep my marriage happy you know he goes out he has his boys night I have my girls night he has soccer like you know we always we always don't have to be together you know because at the end of the day we're gonna come home to each other so that for us that that works fine for us um what is something about marriage that you didn't expect oh one thing I didn't expect about marriage, like I mentioned earlier, is like I Mike my thinking was like, okay, you know, I think I've seen everything about him. You know, <laughs> no girl. Know I know it all, but nope. You learn things every day and you keep on you keep on learning new things about that person. In a marriage and my parents have told keeps me this. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely keeps it interesting. <laughs> In a marriage you're definitely gonna be You'll, you'll never stop learning about that person. You're always going to keep learning their flaws, learning new things about them. Whatever but comes out, I have no flaws. I have no flaws. I am perfect. <laughs> it's all you. You're the toxic one. But, Toxica. But no. You definitely, um, you know, I never thought that, you know, in a marriage you would think like, okay, we know about each other. Mm-hmm. This is the one. I'm fine. I'm happy. We'll be good. But Plot no. twist. Yeah. They didn't really tell me the truth. <laughs> But yeah, no, you definitely are going to keep learning about that person. Like I said, it's like in order to get married to somebody, you just have to find that one person that you're just like, okay, I can stick it through with this person Mm -hmm. with their flaws. Like we're going to stick it through. So I love that. Well, with that, this episode is a wrap. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're going to have to come back. Definitely. Thank you for opening up about your experiences and life lessons. And you always have really good advice and insight um but until next time guys bye Bye.
Thanks for listening to Mornings with Mercy, your weekly dose of inspiration. 